video podcast. <laughs> Who better? I'm your king of bad taste. <laughs> well, kiddies, with that, here's your hosts to put a bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 161 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm here with my man Grizz, the Joe to my Mike. I guess because my name is Mike, so I got to go with that. Or you could be Pat because uh, what does he What does he keep? Because you're a dirty twat? Is that what he keeps? He does. <laughs> he does. He's <laughs> so it's like... You would be like the Gloria, and I would be like the Pat of the bad yeah, taste yeah. video realm. Yeah, nobody's Rudy because he's a fucking idiot. Just because uh, I have bigger boobs than you, that's pretty much it. I don't know, man. My pecs are pretty big. I'm pretty good. Flexing that for you right now. <laughs> <laughs> so we're heading back into the jungle to do a movie that I'm surprised we haven't done yet, yet again. I feel like I say that every fucking week, but this week. We're watching the 1981 Umberto Lenzi jungle horror masterpiece. I guess I would rather call it Make Them Die Slowly, Better but name. yeah, yeah, but also known as Cannibal Ferox. Now, also great the big, name. I'm not uh, hating dude, on that either. Well, here's the question. What the fuck is a Cannibal Ferox? They mention it in the movie, but I've never heard that term before. Like... Is what? Ferox like a? It, it, we might just be really ignorant here. Dude. Ferox could be like a foreign term that we're just like unaware of, and we're like, "What the fuck is a Ferox?" Like a bunch of American assholes. So we might to check mean, ourselves there. But yeah, I think "Make Them Die Slowly" is like really such. It's such a good name that that fucking Rob Zombie was like, "Yeah, this is gonna be the second fucking album name for my band, White Zombie." But honestly, don't don't waste your time listening to that album. It's fucking horrible. Well, they use the uh, they use a quote from this movie, right? Doesn't he? One yeah. of one of Mike's quotes, uh, it, dude. It's and it's like before like White Zombie found their fucking sound that made them White Zombie. I think it was like what like eighty eight, eighty nine, maybe that it came out. It's kind of like Doomy, but like the fucking production is so horrible on that album. It's cringy to listen to. It's it's really low budget. It's pre them hitting like the big time, the mainstream, you know, pre Thunderkiss sixty five. Guitar is just like a fuzz pedal, like turned all the way up. Probably like four fuzz pedals turned like all the way up in a daisy chain. It's dude, horrible. everything everything that I see with the word ferox is like talking about salmon and, and trout and shit. <laughs> so maybe it just means like wild. Like it's like there you you go. Know, I'm just putting uh, some things together here now. Ferox, Latin, from Proto-Indo-European, I'm not even going to try to say that, having the appearance of a wild animal. Boom. Not, there it is. See, <laughs> my, uh, my my Japanese history degree is coming in once again because I know I know something about something. Man, I, it's so funny. I never looked that up for some reason, and I feel like I should because this is one of my absolute favorite movies. Uh, jungle horror possibly the only um genre film that truly makes me uncomfortable but i have uh, to look away dude legitimately yeah. the oh, only horror man. movies where i'm like i'm not gonna watch this scene well well here's the thing with jungle horror 
uh, when there's a slasher, you know, a serial killer on the loose, I'm a big dude. I feel like I would do pretty well against <laughs> you like your chance. average, like other male trying or female trying to come and kill me. Uh, there's also. I would love you to know, see you like taking on Xeno Warrior Princess and just like kicking the shit out of her and like in, in self defense. Like, let's, let's be real. She's attacking I don't think you. think so, man. I'm not giving dude, you the free card to go whoop Xena's ass, but I'm saying I would love to see the duel. I think it would be fucking awesome. Dude, she's like an Amazon fucking warrior. I think she'd beat my ass to fucking dude, death. No problem. Lit Lambo. You're not giving yourself enough credit. I think you could really whoop some ass in that situation. But anyway. Well, well the whole thing with jungle horror is I like the camp. I feel like I'm pretty good with that stuff. I'm pretty knowledgeable. I enjoy the outdoors. I'm able to sleep on just about anything or just about anywhere. It doesn't really bother me. Bugs don't really freak me out, anything like that. What side but, of the fucking tree does moss grow on? Dude, it, that, that shit's bullshit. <laughs> it, moss can grow on fucking all sides of a tree. Come uh, knowledge. <laughs> um, but here's the thing with jungle horror is that, like... When you go into a legitimate jungle, you are fucked. Like, from the get-go, the second you take a, a step in, you're fucked. There's all sorts of things that are going to try to kill you. There's all sorts of things that definitely will kill you. The terrain is terrible. A lot of times, if like you watch these things where they're going deep Amazon, fucking rainforest, jungle shit, there's no way that you're going to physically be able to walk yourself out of it. It's just too far. It's too deep. It's too treacherous. Too dense, like, man. Yeah, man, you're fucked. Now you're going to add in these tribal uh, adversaries that are, A, trying to kill you because fuck you. You're in their fucking territory. B, they're going to eat your ass. So that's even more terrifying because hopefully they kill you immediately and don't try to just like, yeah, yeah. Like hopefully they don't just try to pick some pieces off and eat you over the week and see like they know how to survive in these areas. So you're, you're completely fucked and you know, like it's some, uh, it's not backwoods. It's, 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 to me, it's a different genre. It's a different feeling, I guess, in a movie, it's a different way of life. Different. But it's like a throwback. So, like, there's always, like, the possibility of them doing something fucked up to your fucking dick or balls. Yeah. Like, you, you know. <laughs> Which is on display in, here, for sure. In, yeah. In, in the genre, like, there's tons of rape in the genre. And that's something that still makes me uncomfortable to this day. Seeing, even though you know it's a movie, you know it's fake, you know it's bullshit. It's just, like, jungle horror hits all those notes where if you were in that situation in the real world you just you would be fucked there's no way out even with modern technology you're fucked you're not gonna survive long enough for that uh what do they call that like a satellite phone to to save you you know yeah like do you even know where you fucking are like no you know specifically with this with this uh you know movie in general this is like the best of the best when it comes to, to cannibal yes. movies, I think. Yes. And this feels so like visceral and real, like like legitimate situations that you'd be having to face. And the thing about uh, these cannibal movies that fucks with me the most is the animal stuff. There is not a single animal scene. When I'm talking to animal scenes, a lot of these movies are known for, you know, their animal cruelty and like there's like, you know, animal deaths and stuff like that. Man, I can't watch 
a lot of these scenes. They there is some where I'm like I'm legitimately like five years old, hand over my eyes, like not even wanting to hear what's going on in the scene because it's so <laughs> the audio alone is so disturbing. So I think that's the thing that makes these movies the hardest for me to watch. But at the same time, I do love these movies because it feels so fucking real. It's the, still the only kind of movie that gives me the feeling of like, oh, fuck, this is intense. Like, this is too much. It's, it's hard to do that to me. So that this is like a special watch whenever I have that. Yeah, I mean, there's a handful of these movies that have the animal killings they're all italian you know yeah, what i mean like for some up? reason the, yeah <laughs> the, the italians are just fucking crazy but it really is like the ones that are super visceral where they felt like they had to add this shit in uh as everybody knows cannibal holocaust has it even though i feel like that movie is nothing compared to this one nothing. like this one is just next level turtle scenes come on bro <laughs> this this movie is just like next level compared to those uh eaten alive which is another Lindsay movie which we've done in the past on this show uh the emerald jungle uh doomed to die these are that those are all names for eaten alive by the way so yeah. i find that incredibly <laughs> they're funny they're all different movies yeah yeah it's all the same movie but like that one like it's another super visceral movie but it's just not to this point now, there's tons of other cannibal films that are, I guess, a little bit lighter. The other uh, Lindsay one that everybody knows, uh, Grizz, you were talking about it before. You know it as Sacrifice right. from 1972. You might also know it as Man from Deep River. That's what the Prism release was under. Uh, there's also Zombie Holocaust, a.k.a. Dr. Butcher MD, which is almost like a mix between... It's a mix. Of, uh, it's a mix of, like, Cannibal Ferox with Zombie. I was gonna say it's, it's definitely not like a straight cannibal movie. It's it's got it's like I, it's for me like Doctor Butcher MD. I probably wouldn't put in this category personally. For yeah, Doctor Butcher MD to me is a zombie movie with cannibals yeah. in it as like a side, like a subplot, and it does have the dude from Zombie in it, like the uh, like the helper. He's like one of the bad guys, and I love that shit. That's a movie we should cover on here. I don't think we that's did that one yet, but honestly, yeah, that's, yeah a great that, call. that's a great one. Uh, there's also Jungle Holocaust, another Ruggiero Diodato, Ruggiero, Ruggiero Diodato movie. Uh, not as, not as good as Cannibal Holocaust. I feel like that was probably his absolute um, best. Even though I do like the actual Italian name for that one, Ultimo Mondo Cannibale. Yeah, that's like the uh, classic name. There's a great gore grime band that uh, uses that. It's fucking awesome. I think that was also I think that translates roughly, or another name for the movie is Last Cannibal World. I think that's the same thing. Uh, Slave of the Cannibal God. That's a fucking Sergio Martino movie. Uh, there's there's tons of them, dude. Just White Slave, Emmanuel and the Last Cannibals, all sorts of dumb shit. Massacre in Dinosaur Valley. That's another one. Like Massacre in Dinosaur Valley. Yeah, that's oh from the mid '80s. That one. I gotta look at this. This sounds ridiculous. It's a, it's like a cannibal movie with dinosaurs. Yeah. Well, oh my goodness. Uh, it might not, not have really. dinosaurs, but they're in a. It, it, I can only imagine. 
Yeah, it's more so like animals and shit. I wish it would be like Land of the Lost with fucking cannibals. That would be so much fun. No, no, no. They're, they're looking for like dinosaur fossils and stuff. Oh, like that's, that's all right. So out of all of those, I really do feel like Cannibal Ferox is like the one that hits you right in the nuts compared to fucking Cannibal Holocaust and shit. That This one just fucking gives you the old whack-a-mole right in the fucking I think. I think that if if Cannibal Holocaust didn't get the media attention that it got because of the whole like oh the actors are real and they fucking died and they went and they fucking you know disappeared off the face of the earth for six months after filming to give the illusion and stuff I think without all of that that like you know builds Cannibal Holocaust up to be like the granddaddy of fucking cannibal movies this would take that spot a hundred percent this film is gorier the story is fucking better 100 percent better and i think that the uh just the overall like the feeling the music the the intensity of like you know the fucking animal scenes like we talked about everything that makes cannibal holocaust cannibal holocaust this movie just is like here we go we're gonna fucking turn it up to 11 because it's gonna be 10 times more intense than you ever imagined so cannibal ferox released april 24th 1981 in italy took a couple years to come over here apparently a new york city release on september 23rd 1983 and then there was a thriller video release of make them die slowly which probably would have been the mid 80s right around 80 I is that what it was? It was? I believe it was 86. If I'm not mistaken by the box. I'd have to now, look at it again. Those thriller video fucking... Uh, we were talking about the Evil Dead Thorny MI logo. Dude, the little clip before the thriller video fucking releases. Oh, my God. If you don't know what we're talking about, go back on like my Bad Taste video Instagram and you'll see it. It literally says thriller video on like this wrought iron gate and it looks like something straight out of like the party city halloween section with like fake smoke and stuff but it's it's so awesome and the actual transfer of this movie for the thriller video release because that's what we watched is absolutely horrendous and it makes you feel that much more dirty watching it not it's not remastered it looks like instead of scanning the fucking uh 35 millimeter film it looks like they just took a fucking camera in and just recorded the screen again (laughs) so like i actually i think i don't know if we ended up watching the same cut or not because i ended up watching a cut on uh which is like one of my favorite websites for just like really brutal films that you can't find anywhere just because I was like waiting for it and stuff, I ended up started watching it on there, so I finished it on there. So I watched like a full uncut. I don't know how uncut the thriller video release was. Did, was it initially a full like director's cut? I think right. I could tell you this: you see a dick getting cut off. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think we're good. <laughs> what else would they that's cut your- then? You know, like I know that's some of the animal stuff probably. Uh, if it was for like a later release. Uh, it probably is just like a little bit of shit for runtime and stuff. I never noticed anything really missing from this one because I also have a Japanese release of it and I never really noticed anything. I, I don't feel like they really put the time in to actually go through and cut shit. Out, yeah. But, but you know, Seven Doors of Death, the Beyond is cut. Oh, destroyed. So, 
uh, you know. But the one cool thing I do want to say about the release of this movie is there's like a, a really famous photo of a theater in New York City. I can't remember the name of the theater now, but they have like a big fucking giant marquee. And right on top of it, it says, make them die slowly. And it's like one of the like the famous, you know, marquee pictures you'll see from New York City of the 80s. And it's so iconic to me because I remember seeing it so many times. And uh, what a cool fucking thing. Can you imagine like, you know, strolling down the fucking street in New York City and then just walking in and seeing this? Like, it would blow your fucking mind. Dude, that's that was like the time period that like my dad would have fucking went into the city to he watch it. Saw it honestly. That's, <laughs> that's, as an Italian, that's that was that was part of like your uh, your club card. You had to go see all these movies and theaters, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I'm looking at the back of the box right now, and it says copyright 1984, Aquarius Releasing Inc. All rights reserved. And then below it, package design 1986, the art department. So, 1986. There you go, dude. It's a great fucking year, man. Everything good happened in 1986. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, a big draw to this movie, at least for me, is uh, Giovanni Lombardo Radice, a.k.a. Mike, a.k.a. John Morgan, I believe, as he was billed as in this. And you would know him from fucking everything he is like the the man of italian film notoriety personally oh my god uh what is it uh city of the living dead is that uh, the one with the drill in the fucking head dude yep that's him man so that's him good (laughs) i i really love the fact that he's in this he's in cannibal apocalypse he's he's you know a main character in that uh house on the edge of the park all sorts of crazy shit this dude was the fucking man apparently he was in the omen in 2006 still doing stuff yeah but i mean he was in stage fright that's another great fucking italian film from the late 80s uh there was another thing that he did too that i was like really surprised about i can't remember what it was i know there was in new york yeah, yeah, Gangs of New York. There, that's, that is what it was, dude. Because there's like all this, I'm like Flipper, the TV movie. I can only fucking, like, can you imagine this motherfucker at the Flipper movie? I got to go back and try to look it up and, and see him in that now. He apparently wasn't a fan of his Mike character. Later on, he was like, yeah, kind of kind of regret playing him. He was kind of a piece of shit. Like, that's not really me. <laughs> he still got work. I don't think it did, was that bad for him. Dude, what can you do, man? I mean, he's he's just playing a character. He's playing a role. He's playing like this fucking coked up motherfucker. You know what I mean? He's all coked out. And he's trying to fucking get these emeralds and all sorts of shit. Oh, he was also in the church. That, that is what another it is. Yeah, one he's the reverend. He... Yeah, in the fucking in the church, dude. You're right. That's that's a fucking awesome movie. That that was a movie that was supposed to be a demon sequel, but they kind of changed it, made its own thing. But it's closer to demons than a lot of other movies that are in that franchise. I was gonna say that franchise. I think that's probably closer to a sequel than some of the sequels. Yeah. it's fucking fuck. awesome. That's that's a great fucking movie. I that's another movie that has an awesome soundtrack. And dude, the soundtrack to Cannibal Ferox, like you mentioned before, holy. Shit. Same as eating that, alive, also. Dude, well, it shares it shares tracks, right? Yes. That's you know, <laughs> so what they're both fucking awesome. 
Yeah, Roberto Donati. Uh, I believe that's who did the music in it. Now, Cannibal Holocaust, you have that like... <laughs> like you have this like soothing type music and I get what they're doing with that. This movie's theme makes you feel like, fuck, I'm in trouble. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like immediately it's just like... Uh, we're fucked. Sorry. <laughs> what I love about it, it goes from like those like really good synthy, like we're fucked kind of like, you know, music like you're saying. And then to this like kind of funky, like soft core, like Cinemax porn music that you would see. I'm like, oh, dude, this part is getting sexy. And it's not, but like it's making me feel that. Like there's a part. Where, like, they fucking, like, break down in a Jeep and they go, like, hiking off. And from that part on, it's just, like, this crazy, sexy, like, I'm like, are they about to get naked? Like, this, I've seen movies like this before where they get naked in this part and they're not doing that. Nope. nope. Uh, I believe that song is called Jaywalking Iguana. And that's because uh, Rudy <laughs> says, like, goddamn Jaywalking Iguanas. Yeah, that is what he says. <laughs> that's the best name for a fucking song ever, dude. Dude, the New York theme. It's, it's so good. It's one of those soundtracks that is like so varied in what is like in it, but it still all works because the shit that's supposed to be like tension building and fucking, I guess like scary or whatever is there. Is fucking yeah, dude. In oh my god. Yeah, yeah, and especially when you see what's going on while these things are playing, you're like, holy fuck, this is awesome. This is truly an Italian masterpiece, right? Speaking of Italian masterpiece, fucking, I mean, not just Pat and herself, but, although she, I think she's like Czechoslovakian. But anyways, whenever I see Pat in this movie, uh, who was like played by some name I'm not going to be able to pronounce anyways, but like all I can think of is the fucking Grim Reaper, another Italian masterpiece and she plays fucking Carol in that movie, dude. So every time yeah. I see her in this, all I think about is fucking Carol the entire time. That's I, actually I, pretty cool. It's such a good movie, dude. Have you guys covered that before me? If not, if you haven't, then we, we need to put that top of the list. I'm I'm not sure if we have, actually. Oh, I have I have a couple copies of that. You gave me a nice copy of Italian, it. The, uh, the Italian one. Yeah, nice, nice. Let's see. Zora Karova? Is that her name? Yeah, that's Pat it. Johnson. There we go. There we go. And they let's see as Zora Karawa, but you know that you have to you have to say that W as a V, baby. That's why I didn't try. <laughs> so I don't know the rules. Um, why don't we hit the trailer and we'll get into this movie? Make them die slowly. Make them die, slowly. The most violent film ever made. Too disgusting to watch. Too bizarre to resist. See it. Make them die, slowly. Come on, bitch. Where's your stud? If the cops don't nail them, the syndicate will. Make them die slowly. How would you like to make an Indio girl? 
make them die slowly. Seems to get a perverted kick out of making the poor son of a bitch suffer. No! But they made one mistake. They got caught. And when you get caught in this jungle, there's no bail and no jail. There's just punishment and pain. Cruel, barbaric, primitive. For what they've done, make them die slowly. And let me die soon too, please. Make them die slowly. And decapitation, the main course. Make them die slowly. Cannibal Ferox. I am so pumped to do this movie still that I'm going to also say, make them die slowly. Uh, Grizz, we've been talking about cannibal films for the last, you know, 20 something minutes or so. Why did I not see this movie when I was like eight years old? Can you, can you tell me that? <laughs> Neither did I. I mean, to be honest with you, I didn't see like Cannibal Holocaust until I was probably like 16, 17. But even then, I didn't, I was like, this was not on my fucking radar. Like Cannibal Holocaust was like the big known movie. And you would think after I saw it, I'd be like, what else is like that? But I was just like, no, oh, that's like the craziest movie ever. All right, cool. But like, dude, I, it took years for me to fucking finally see this. Well, I feel like the cannibal genre you know, another, I guess, setback or difference between this and other film genres of the horror community. You're never going to see this on TV. No this would way. never have been on cable. This probably was never played on like Cinemax or anything like that. You had to physically go out and look for this movie. You had to go to your rental store. You had to find somebody that knew about it, somebody that tape traded. And <laughs> yeah, you had to seek it out. And unfortunately, pre-internet days, it was a lot harder to do that sort of shit because if you didn't know somebody that knew somebody that knew somebody that watched this movie somehow, you were never going to ever it. think about getting Dude, it, especially if your video store didn't carry it. Even half of the fucking Cannibal Holocaust tapes that I've seen, even coming from video stores, are fucking bootleg. Because, like, you weren't going to be able to, like, get a good American release of that. This movie, that movie, or any of these movies. There wasn't one. Yeah. There wasn't There wasn't a Cannibal Holocaust American release for years. So, I mean. For fucking years. You saw it in a video store, and there's definitely video stores that had cuts of it. I mean, I, I picked up a few that are, like, they look legitimate. And you get them home, and they're, they're uh, not necessarily what you think they are. But, I mean, it's still the movie, at least. Yeah, I mean, that's the reason why I have a Japanese release of Cannibal Holocaust, because that was released from the time period. Yeah, it was real. They didn't give a fuck. There was two, actually. 
They had two releases of that around that time. Yeah, same cover. The color, I think, is slightly different on it. And one is CBS Fox and one might just be CBS or something. I don't Imagine know. There's a slight CBS difference with Fox that. Fox attaching their name to something like fucking Cannibal Holocaust. I love that Dude, concept. That's that's awesome. When, remember, the markets were way different back then when it came to, you know, Europe and Asia uh, and America, England, like England. Dude, they were getting fucking bent over with oh. all sorts of video nasty. This was shit, a video. Like, this was on the list of video nasties and was immediately banned in England. You were not going to see this movie uh, for years in that country. I love when you go and look at like the release dates of things, and then you go like, "Oh, England! Like, when was it fucking released?" And it's like, "Oh, 2002." Yeah, like what? <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck! I'm looking right now at IMDb, and I don't even see uh, Netherlands, Denmark, South Korea. No, I don't even. I don't even fucking see you know, it on it, there. It so. makes me appreciate the silliness of the parental advisory stickers that it, we had to deal with growing up. We were like, oh. Oh, fuck they're putting you know warnings on our fucking cds and shit now like at least we could still buy stuff that was like you know offensive i feel like over there they're like dude like you said oh it didn't get released till like 2002 like you weren't seeing a movie over there till that. i mean i'm sure there was ways obviously the internet and shit like that but you weren't buying an official copy that's for sure no but then again like in england half the time you know, you weren't buying an official copy anyway yeah. of no matter what you were getting. They were like duplicating them at the rental store. You know what I mean? Like it was a whole other process than what was going on here. It was almost it was like the Wild West, but without all the good releases. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, none of the good movies, unfortunately. I'm looking right now. After spending many years as a band video nasty, the film was finally submitted to the BBFC in November 2000 in a heavily pre-cut form, removing around six minutes of graphic violence. These included a complete removal of cannibalism scenes, a man's eye oh being gouged God. out, a scene where Pat threatens a topless native with a knife, all shots of Mike being castrated, scalped, and his head severed, and the infamous scene where Pat is hoisted aloft with iron hooks through her breasts. All the graphic animal cruelty what was also removed. Fuck? Notably, a snake slowly killing a muskrat and a leopard killing a monkey, plus the mutations, uh, sorry, plus the mutilations of a crocodile and turtle. The BBFC additionally made a further six second cut to a shot of a tethered muskrat falling from a Jeep. <laughs> oh so, um, God. just to give you an idea of the movie, that's all the good to stuff. what that's I just said. Yeah. <laughs> is it, is it though? Cause there's still a lot of there's shit that I can lot, think of. Holy that, fuck, dude. They, they released of basically, uh, just, a completely neutered version of this, I without, guess, in 2000. Without, this movie without booby hooks doesn't make any fucking sense, dude. Like, I can't imagine, like, that's, oh, man. That's like having Cannibal Holocaust without the fucking, like, the impaled through the stake, you know, scene. Like, it's it's iconic. It's been on the cover. It's been all these different things. Like, that's what the, that's what the booby hooks are. You can't take them out of this movie. Dude, that scene is... Okay, let's 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 go right in. Let's jump right we're gonna, into this. We're going to jump all over the fucking place. Let's get into what you want to talk about, baby. The booby hooks. Yes. Holy I'd love to shit. talk about. 
Who the fuck thinks of this stuff? Who the fuck puts it in the script? Who the fuck comes up with the fucking special effect? Who the fuck films oh. it? Who the fuck says, okay, this is this looks great. Let's put it in. I, I don't oh, know my God. The answer to all oh, and those who, questions. Oh, oh, wait. And who the fuck goes, yeah, I'll be in this. That's that's. <laughs> I'll do that. I'll let you do it to me. <laughs> I'm glad Pat did it. Uh, that's not her name, but that's the name of the character. And whoever did it, and whoever came up with the entire process, they did it fucking flawlessly, dude. I love the buildup to the booby hooks. It's like you got the two girls there, and they're they're captured by the the, the fucking the natives and stuff, and they don't know what's happening. And the one girl is kind of standing there, and and then and Pat gets her fucking top ripped open, right? And it's it's intense. And yeah. the, and the fucking. The one native person comes over with the fucking spear and like marks her titties with the fucking blood. And you're like, oh, like what's what's happening? You don't know what's going on. But he's really just like marking where he's about to put these giant rusty hooks through. And dude, like he comes walking over with them. And in the moment he you see him, you know what's about to happen. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, oh, they're not going to fucking show this. And then they fucking show it. It's so good. <laughs> It is crazy. And while all that shit's happening, Gloria, the other girl, is like, please let her die quickly. Like, and let me die quickly, too. Oh, I, I love that line. It, and it's perfect because that, that like, makes you understand the line of the, of the alternative name that we both love. You know, make them die slowly. I think that's such a great play uh, on that fucking scene, dude, and it, it, that's why this scene is so important to me. Because without that scene and those that that line of dialogue, that alternative name doesn't make as much sense. It's so fucking awesome. It's such a dude, good scene. That scene is just insane to me. It's just crazy. And another insanely crazy scene when Mister Mike gets castrated, and they don't even fucking kill him. They wait for that. They literally tie this motherfucker up. They pull out his junk and they cut it off with a shitty blade. And guess what? You see the whole thing. <laughs> you see it all. It. Oh my God. They eat it like a cocktail weenie. Yeah, dude. And Gulp, fucking gulps it yeah, down. <laughs> yeah. And, and when I say you see it, I mean you literally see a dick get cut off a body. Like it's insane to and me. The best, okay. So this Mike character. Just to give everybody like who maybe hasn't seen it or whatever, he's like a he's like a drug runner. He's a big time New York City fucking heroin dealer, but he's in this uh, he's in the jungle with his buddy Joe, and they're you know mining emeralds and shit. And he basically like fucking robs and tortures and kills all these people in this native tribe, and he fucking fucks them over big time. And they're after him, and he comes across our main characters of the movie, and he's all like. Oh, I'm being chased by these cannibals. I'm such a good guy and blah, blah, blah. So they all team up and shit. But anyways, Mike is a piece of fucking shit. And it's oh. proven throughout the movie how horrible, horrible of a person Mike really is. Like, you know, he actually did all these horrible things. So to see what he ends up going through at the end, you're just like, fuck, yes, fuck, yes. And it keeps getting more intense and then, and then more yeah. bad shit happens to him. And he keeps being a fucking dick and then more bad shit happens to him. <laughs> you're like, this is the best fucking outcome ever because the, the, the final icing on the cake, if you will, is him getting the very top of his fucking melon chopped off in this cool yep. like beheading table that they put him in. 
and then they're just eating his fucking brain like they're Dorito <laughs> chips at a fucking party, dude. It's the best fucking ending oh to a God. person I hated ever and in a movie. That's another thing that you see the whole thing. You see his head just get... And, like, he's got this, like, look on his face. Oh, like, the, with the, the top dude. of his head fucking just, like, open. And these guys eat this shit. Oh, my God. The one I, walks away, the other very, one just walks up. He's like, mm, 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 oh, man, it's pretty yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. These hors d'oeuvres. This, <laughs> this great platter you fucking it looked set like a, up Yeah, it looked like a party spread. It was fucking yeah. awesome. Now, a very minute detail from like a little bit later on in the movie that proves just how big of a piece of shit Mike is. So he ripped off like the mafia and stole like all this heroin and money and shit from them. And he was living with this woman that I guess he was dating. And he's like, uh, she's being kind of interrogated, questioned by the police about where's Mike, this and that. And she's like, oh, well, you know, that's impossible. I was actually pregnant at that time, and he told me that I had to get rid of it because he didn't have the money to take care of the baby, and, mm. you know, he didn't want to bring a, a child into this world without being able to take care of it. Meanwhile, he was rolling in cash. So that's like a small thing that they add in there that, like, this guy forced an abortion on this woman, it's like and he every was just fucking flaw. lying. You know, oh my any God, character he... flaw you could put on somebody, they they put on. No wonder this dude was like, I should have never played this fucking character. Yeah, yeah. I'm a baby killing fucking asshole. My, you know, emerald stealing, he's... native fucking slaughtering piece of shit. He's literally blowing lines the whole movie. Yeah, he's like trying to get Pat to do coke with him, and she does. She's doing it, not trying. She's about she, it. <laughs> she literally goes from zero to a hundred like that in a snap so pat is like comes with like the the original like two like it's like this brother and sister and the sister's writing a fucking paper about cannibalism so they come to the fucking jungle and they bring their stupid little you know ditzy friend who has no business being in the fucking jungle but they bring her with her and the moment they meet cokehead mike in this like you know crazy situation she's like yeah let's fucking do cocaine about it that's exactly what we should do in the middle of the woods and she is about that life dude to the point where she's down to run away with this motherfucker and steal everything from them dude not only that they go and they rape and kill somebody yeah that's heavy she's like immediately like in this fucking like criminal mentality after meeting this guy yet again he's crazy He's calling her a twat, like, you stupid twat. This whole time, he's saying this shit. Uh, I cannot believe how many times he says that in this movie. I don't it's, think... It's, it's just comical. Like, Dude, it's, it's crazy. It's The first time, I was like, oh, he said twat. Interesting. Nice. But then he just keeps saying, and I'm like, this is probably the most usage of the word twat any movie has ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe other movies have it in it once. And even that one scene, it's like, whoa, he said yeah, twat. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like throwing and, it around like it's nothing. And what's really funny about it is like, I've never heard it used in another Italian movie. Like, it's not like it's like <laughs> yes. fucking like, just like. I'm an Italian slime. Yeah. Like, he must have heard it somewhere. And like, he just was like, I'm going to just keep using this. Dude, twat's <laughs> it for this movie. I'm fucking going twat. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> the director, you know, Lindsay's like, why the fuck does he keep. Did somebody teach him this word? <laughs> like, <what? laughs> He's ad libbing it. <laughs> yeah, it's not even in the script. It's like, yo, did, did, we, did we give him stage coke or is or was that the real deal like what's happening? going on it's like oh i didn't 
he have like the PA going, wait, there's like fake cocaine for these things? He's like, dude, he's been calling me twat all day. I don't know if that's what's... <laughs> I think that's my name now. Uh, another funny thing with Pat is when they go to like the first city where they're going to basically leave for the jungle, she goes and bangs the constable, like the grody she, constable, she did bang just that to guy, use right? the shower. Yeah, yeah, to use the shower. And then she was she's like, like, maybe hey, you here's a piece yourself. of advice. Maybe you should wash yourself. I'm like, yo, did she like... Whoa, <laughs> this chick is wild. <laughs> and like the the guy Rudy, uh, Gloria's, is that her brother? That's her brother, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Rudy is like, I, I just wish she wouldn't show up. I just, I'm already regretting bringing her on this trip. <laughs> but she was right, 100%. <laughs> yeah, no. And you know what? It's funny because Joe, uh, Gloria's brother, is, he's like, trying to do the right thing he's not a piece of shit he's trying to be like you know he's a straight dude he's trying to get them out of the situation he knows that mike is a piece of shit but he it seems like no matter what he does he just fucks up everything he does is just fucking like every plan every action everything he does yeah is like just once, a big fuck once they're up. captured he has this like big plan to like escape and like to go get help <laughs> they're on this fucking boat and they're like the, the natives are taking them on this boat to this other part where they're gonna you know this other island and shit and as soon as they get down to the land he's telling her he tells his sister he's like you gotta you know fall in the water and make a scene and I'm gonna make a run for it yeah, this fucking goes here. dashing through the jungle blindly of course he gets hit by a booby trap and like blasts his leg open so what does he do he hides in the fucking Amazonian waters away from these motherfuckers where there's a million piranha. This is probably another one of the best fucking scenes in the movie. This is one of the um, animal scenes that I'm like, fuck yeah, kill that motherfucker because finally some animals are getting some action against the humans. <laughs> Dude, they they uh, they find him in the water and he's begging for help. Like, won't you do something? Get them off yeah, of there's me. There's like fish stuck to his leg. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, and I believe uh, their way of helping is shooting him with a poison po dart. Yeah, just dies instantly. <laughs> this is so good. What a way to go. What a shitty way to go. <laughs> Would it really happen that fast? I don't care. I mean, I just think that's like it was fucking comically how fast it happened. And like as soon as it hits uh, him, he's like, Boop, I'm done. Dude, he just fucking, it. yeah, he's, he's out. He's just... I guess he actually got off pretty easily. Uh, easily, he got off pretty light, right? Compared to everybody else, everybody yeah, else was I, I basically. Would, I would go with his death. Honestly, if I had to take anybody's, it would probably be his for sure. Yeah, yeah, because everybody else is not only physically tortured, um, but mentally tortured also. Like oh, yeah. you got to live with seeing some fucking. Well, at least Gloria has to live with seeing some fucked up shit. Because I mean, terrible things. Even like okay, so it's like Mike is there with this dude Joe when they first, you know, and Joe's hurt from this whole yeah. excursion that they had with the fucking natives beforehand. He gets stabbed with a stick or something. He yeah, said, like right? one of those spears. <laughs> so like you know, and 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 fucking the brother and sister squad are taking care of Joe because Mike's a piece of shit and he's not doing it. But Joe ends up dying anyways from his fucking, from his wound and stuff. An infection. Yeah, and the, dude, these fucking natives come and they find the dead body. And this is where, like, this was like the reveal. Because, because Gloria is basically this scientist who thinks that cannibalism is a myth. It doesn't really exist. It was made up to, you know, make these people less desirable and stuff like that and all this shit. Yeah. So this is the first time that she's seeing for the first time that, oh, fuck, cannibalism is real because these two dudes drag out the carcass of Joe and they just tear open his stomach 
and they start feasting on them <laughs> right in front of them. It is the that was the that was one of the first scenes where I was like, dude, this is this is a tough watch. Like this is gnarly as fuck, man. <laughs> this is real and deal. I feel bad for Joe. He's not really a bad guy. He was in it for he just thought that they were gonna go mine emeralds. And things just kind of got out of hand with Mike. And when he tries to stop Mike, Mike basically told him, like, shut the fuck up or I'm going to kill you, too. And he was like, okay, man. Yeah, because, dude, that scene where, like, Mike is, like, taking the eyeball out of the tied up native dude in front of everybody. Portuguese, right? Doesn't he keep calling him the Portuguese? The Portuguese, yeah. But, dude, it's he's got the fucking knife on the eyeball and you're seeing it and stuff. It looks so good the way he's holding it up and everything. I was like, dude, that looks badass. And then, like, you know, Joe is being like, dude, enough is a fucking enough. And that's when, like, you see that, like, Mike doesn't give a fuck. Mike, is, Mike would kill Joe just the same as he would kill anybody else there for his own yeah. good. Yeah. And I and Mike actually castrates the Portuguese guy, which yeah, he's which not is, even Portuguese. He just spoke Portuguese a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, they, it, they, it, they kind of, like, remember that, though. And I think that's a lot of what why Mike's ending is so fucking brutal is that he's the main target of this tribe yeah and they even mention like when mike is torturing this fucking native joe says like he didn't die like he i heard him moaning like all night like it took him like days or whatever to die on this fucking pike or whatever he was tied to it's fucking brutal man and it shows like Mike is a piece of shit, and Joe is not that bad because he came clean as soon as he was able to. Basically, as soon as he was alone with them, he came clean. He's like, yo, this is not what happened. Not at all. And if I'm going to fucking die, I want you to at least know the truth. Try to get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Yeah. This is what I love about all of these cannibal films, man, is it always paints this dynamic, and it kind of makes the viewer have to pick a side of... Are the natives truly sadistic and and out to kill, or are they just a reflection of how brutal, you know, uh, you know, uh, westernized society or anything like that really is when they come in contact with these people? You know, are they just a mirror of of what they're receiving, or are they naturally that fucking aggressive? And and I love like the mirror, like they do the same thing in Cannibal Holocaust. Um, and eaten alive, they do the same thing where they paint this picture of like one or the other, and it's like you're left to kind of decide, like, you know, who really is the bad guy in these situations. And, and because it's kind of like unknown, that's the best part about it. Yeah, because everything that they do to the white people basically in this movie was basically done to them beforehand. Right. You know, like Mike went and fucking terrorized these people, basically tried to rob them. He were he took somebody hostage. They were working with Mike. So like they they thought that he was trustworthy. They they said at the same time like, oh, they thought that all white men like stuck to their word or whatever. And you know, it's just that wasn't the case. Mike was literally the fucking worst case scenario when it comes to having to, you know, fucking deal with shit like this, some sort of business interaction. And it and it shows that they just repaid Mike and these people with the way that they were treated. You know, it wasn't really that bad. Yeah. It's man, it's 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 such a weird it's such a weird dynamic and it and it always 
I, I don't know. I love movies that make me think like that, and 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 this is exactly what this movie does. That's why I think, and it does it more so than any of the other cannibal movies that I've watched, and that's why I think it's so good. How could you blame them in that situation, especially since they're quote unquote uncivilized? You know what I mean? Like basic times. That's uh, it. Throwback times. That's that's the key you know? words right there. Is is the civilized people as civilized as they think they are? When, when really put up against, you know, these uncivilized people, all their, like, they were, they were completely harmless until pushed to that point. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that point does go a little bit farther with them. They'll fucking eat you in the end, but you got to push them there a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So something uh, that I really like about this movie is the ending. Uh, where Gloria manages to escape with the help of one of the natives. I guess they feel bad for her or whatnot, or sees that she didn't do anything wrong. It's like a kid. And yeah, and she makes it out, and she is like giving this speech or whatever, because everybody in New York thinks that there was some something happened or whatever. And she just basically said it was an accident and that there's no cannibals there and that the people were great. <laughs> yeah, because like when the uh, when the detective or whatever and the lady come and they, they, they find Gloria in the mud and shit like that at the very end, like one of the natives comes up with like a watch and the camera and tells the fucking detective, oh, there was an accident, a canoe with five people in it turned over, an alligator ate them, so they're fucking gone. <laughs> So like even the fucking even the, the tribe is able to like cover their own tracks, being like, hey, let let's not let this motherfucker know we just ate these people. We should probably come up with a story for this shit. It's so fucking good. I love the ending of it. <laughs> it's so funny though how everybody just kind of accepts it, and she's like, fuck this. Everybody was a piece of shit. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna protect these people, and I really do kind of like that where it's almost like you know. Uh, not, not, it's, I'm not going to say it's like the slasher gets away in the end, but there was no negative consequences to them, you know, basically paying back these fucking assholes. And I feel rightfully so. And I, th I think that it's, it's a great point you just made is she is protecting them in the end. It feels like maybe, oh, she's like, I, why would she, you know, be writing this? Like, why would she knows firsthand that that's a hundred percent not true? But it's like what you just said. She has to protect these people because if she just goes back and is like, these fucking cannibals ate my homies and shit. Like they're gonna come down there, fucking guns blazing, looking for mm -hmm. this fucking tribe, and they're all gonna they're all just gonna slaughter them because that's what the civilized people fucking do is no different than what the uncivilized people do. So I I think it's such a smart way to yeah. wrap things up, man. It's it's really good ending to what is the best horror cannibal movie on the market uh before we move from this film can we talk about the little side i guess movie that's in this with the new york city detectives going around trying oh, to track down God. mike and the mafia people trying to kill others and all sorts of shit it's like a whole other fucking movie within this movie. It's it's, right? a, like, it's an <laughs> Italian action movie from the fucking 80s through and through, dude. 100%. It could be its own film. You you could yeah. just you could you could film all of that shit and I would probably watch it just as much. It's so funny when like the two mafia hitmen, hitmen, sorry, uh, go to kill Mike's girlfriend. 
And then the dude. cops just show up, and it's like it's like a fucking Italian action movie. It's so fucking that funny. Fucking to me. blonde dude with the mustache. The, what the fuck? Oh my god! I've seen him in so many different things, and I I can't remember his fucking name now. But he's like another one of those like big Italian fucking film dudes who's in a bunch of fucking movies. But he just looks great with this like bowl cut. Fucking like Dutch boy haircut, yeah, yeah, mustache combo, and like, oh, yeah, that goon squad is so such a weird combination. So Old mafia guy, young mafia guy, fucking combo, <laughs> and something I don't know because I didn't look this up, but the main like detective or police guy sounds exactly like the head of the newspaper in Zombie. If you go and surprised. listen to him. Whoever like did the voiceover or whatever for, you know, the American release, it sounds exactly like him. Uh, go. I'll, I'll show you later. Uh, I'll, I'll send a clip, but I'll, I, I want to know if you think this is the same person. Because I would really be shocked if you could find the names of everybody. Oh, so, dude, we'd be, we'd fuck be fucking missed to say, too, that the, the great gigolo himself, Robert Kerman, does make an appearance in this film as Lieutenant Rizzo. He is like, dude, Robert Kerman has been in fucking everything. And he's like one of those big, you know, Italian actors also. That's what I was saying. This movie like really is like the who's who of of all these Italian, uh, you know, actors, actresses and stuff like that. We didn't even like mention, you know, Gloria. She's played uh, by uh, the actress uh, Lorraine de Sully. I probably fucking butchering that uh, you know but dude she got her start in like the emmanuel movies all those like women prison movies and shit like that like she is like a huge fucking name so uh, when you see her in these kind of things you're just like dude this really is what italians would, would probably consider a star-studded cast of people dude you would be fucking surprised how many like um bigger you know, uh, actors and actresses are just like sprinkled about in these movies. Like, I don't know if they were hard up for parts or they were starting out, you know, and these were the only things that they were able to get at the time. But it's fucking awesome when you see yeah. all these guys and girls in these movies. You're like, holy shit, this is awesome seeing this person in a movie where I just watched somebody get their dick cut off by a cannibalistic tribe. Just oh. great. <laughs> It's great to have on your film reel. That, man, I could not. They could absolutely cut from this movie, and I would not fucking blink an eye about it. Is that fucking snake scene? Like, every all the other animal shit is whatever, dude, but they have this fucking poor animal, like, tied to a stake where it can't run away. They just let this fucking snake eat it. And I, and I like, I, I kind of looked at it like, all right, well, it's like kind of feeding the snake and shit like that. But dude, it's so hard to fucking, and it goes on for like five fucking minutes. I'm like, Jesus Christ. They, what do they say? The law of the jungle, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause like she, she tries to go and help and, and like the brother's like, don't fucking touch that snake. Like it's too, yeah, it's yeah. too late. The fucking muskrat. Yeah. They, they it's that, I, cause it was that, like, Oh, it's, it wouldn't have been him. It would have been us. So yeah. Yeah. And the muskrat does fall out of the Jeep. As they said, they called, uh, they cut it from the UK release, but like you do notice that the muskrat falls out of the I noticed that too. Car. I was like, what the fuck was that at first? Was that a monkey? I was like, I didn't know what the <laughs> fuck it was. 
So, uh, Grizz, why don't you give me your final thoughts on Cannibal Ferox, a.k.a. Make Them Die Slowly. You know, this movie is the pinnacle of what this genre is. I think everybody, you know, it's it's going to be fall soon. Um, people are going to be going and spending time with their families at Thanksgiving. I think you should bring this bring this with you and and pop this in for the whole family to enjoy after your meal. I think it will bring everybody really close together. And uh, and I think that's what good film does, man. <laughs> is, that, is that on point? Yeah, <laughs> I, I would I would definitely say bring this to uh, Christmas Eve, yeah. uh, oh, maybe Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, show this to your grandparents. Show this to your little brother if he's at least six years old, maybe. Uh, <laughs> least, I think yeah. I think I think they would all really really like this one. I think it'll leave a lasting impression, and you'll probably have a lot more free time on your hands after. Yeah. So let's head over to the video Dropbox and see what we're doing next week. Okay, we're back in the video drop box, and I am so fucking excited to do another one of these movies that I fucking love that a whole bunch of other normal people will fucking hate. Grizz, I know you like this one because it's weird as fuck, and it's from one of our favorite duos, if not our most favorite Probably. duo of favorite. writers, directors brothers we're going to the polonia archive again we're gonna hit up john and mark polonia for their 1987 shot on video fucking insane uh i'm gonna say it again masterpiece it's what it is. Uh, it's a fucking masterpiece it is what it is splatter farm I love this movie. It is insanely weird. You know what the Polonias bring to the table. This one is earlier in their career, and it is something else. And there's a lot of familiar faces in this movie, right? A lot of familiar Things faces, you... familiar scenes, familiar houses, lots of familiarities yep. to the Polonia. Oh world. my god. If there is a trailer to this film, I will play it for you. I'm sure somebody cut together one. Yeah. I'm sure there is one somewhere. Uh, let me let me hit it.
old McDonald had a farm. E I E I ouch. <laughs> what Good a fucking tagline. The tagline uh, like that, you know you're getting in for some shit. A movie that was played at VHS Fest 2, maybe? Is it uh, two or two? Yes, I yeah. it's two. This one is a Pennsylvania classic. A film that should be in the National Archive because it is just that great. And if you are a shot on video fan, this is a must watch. I'm not going to say must have because it's an incredibly expensive tape. It's incredibly hard to find. It's a Donna Michelle release, right? Yeah. Uh, you know how hard those are to come by. And this one is especially, especially hard to get. Probably what I would say, one of the hardest Donna Michelle. I, I would say, yeah, the rarest Donna Michelle that I've Yeah, that I it definitely of. is. Because yeah. I know a ton of people with Wood Chipper Massacre. Cannibal I mean, Camp the, Out. Yeah, Cannibal Camp Out. Uh, the Abomination is probably one of the harder ones, but this one blows it out of the fucking water. Yeah, agreed. And nobody wants Monsters and Maniacs. That's a fucking bullshit compilation thing. Compilation. I, I, loved, I loved how everybody would go crazy over that shit. And they got it. it and it's like, so yeah, it yeah, it's a compilation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I find that shit so funny, dude. But this one, if you could find any version of it, there's like the new camp video or whatever uh, they're considered. They did like a big box that comes with a DVD and a reproduction of the VHS tape so you can watch it on either format. That's, that's what I have. No. no, dude, you could, no, you could get them pretty cheap. Maybe maybe no. like 30 bucks. <laughs> no. No, not even. No, not anymore, dude. How much are they? They're they're gonna be eighty plus. I guarantee you. No way. Yeah. No way. Hundred percent. As we're recording this, I am pulling up my eBay account I'd love right to see now. I, I doubt there's even one for sale on there. You you really think that they're that hard to come by now? I yeah. thought they was. I thought they still. No. Oh my god. Uh, Seventy-three dollars, seventy-five dollars, ninety dollars. I think I spent twenty-six or twenty-seven bucks when yeah, I bought dude. this at VHS Fest Two. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, if you could find a DVD or anything, <laughs> why? Yeah. Dish oh my out, god, you're gonna be what? It, so yeah, yeah. What a what what a state VHS collection what a uh, world. is it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can I understand the original VHS release being very expensive, yes. low print run, hard to find. Um, Great movie, you know. Genre, yeah, it, it's a loved movie by two directors that people really adore in the genre. But man, ninety bucks for that, damn! I bet you there's cases of them still somewhere. Like they probably oh, have sure new ones. Oh, I'm sure stock. Fucking chilling. They can't get rid of. Oh, man. I just, I can't wait to watch this. I can't wait to talk about this with you. It's going to be super fucking funny. I might even uh, watch fucking Return to Splatter Farm with it because I haven't seen oh. Return yet and I hear it's pretty ridiculous. So I've, I've never seen that. I didn't even know that was a fucking thing. It came out last year, me? dude. 2020. Oh, here it is. Oh my God. Watch options. Let's see where we can watch this movie. Uh, watch on Tubi. Wow. Is, I wonder if it's I wonder if it's free. Um, that would be awesome. Uh, I, I will watch it either way, just so we could talk about it. I cannot wait. I will try to get us a special guest. I will also... Polonia fan. Yeah, a big Polonia fan. If you're listening, you better. <laughs> uh, if not, 
you know, we Anthony should be back next week. Maybe we'll get the hog. Who knows? We'll show. But he hates. Yeah, hog his, hates. Uh, Hog hates shot on video. He hates low budget films like this. It's not a blockbuster. Girth Dog's not doing it. Yeah, he is a paramount pussy uh, <laughs> through and through. <laughs> so we will see. We will have somebody with us. Uh, Grizz, where could they find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram at Kane underscore enabler. And you can find me at Bad Taste Video, and you can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com. Please subscribe, follow, share, leave us a good review, leave us five stars. It helps us out. Uh, go visit our other buddies, uh, Laser Graves, EK, fucking killing it, right? Doing fucking these episodes that we would never be able to put together because he is a true scholar. I'm giving all the credit to Mariah. So, <laughs> you think she's really the brains behind the operation? 100%. She reigns them in, right? She definitely yeah. has to like. I can yeah. tell. I've I've had a conversation with Ernie. He's uh, let's just say he's not the brightest bulb in the uh, the old box, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, get, get out of here! <laughs> yeah, right. That dude's fucking way smarter than I am. <laughs> he works at a fucking balloon museum for Christ's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go listen to uh, the Tapehead Massacre podcast, another one. They're doing a great job over there. Really love that shit. Um, yeah, I mean, Grizz, anything else? Uh, we didn't mention R.I.P. Bobby Eaton last no, we week. That was another thing. Yeah. Uh, that's that's another sad thing to lose another legend. But you know what? He will always live on in our memories. I think that, you know, we're, uh, we're in a day and age where I think at our age, particularly, where you start to have these things become more of an occurrence, where you start to see some of your idols and some of the people that you looked up to, you know, pass away and stuff like that. And, and it's unfortunate, <clears throat> but at the same time, like, you know, it's it's a good time to fucking remember and go back and watch a lot of the great, you know, in this case, the matches and stuff like that that Bobby Eaton had. Uh, dude, as a tag team partner, probably one of the fucking best in the business ever, honestly. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't much of a talker, but he sure was a fucking walker, baby. He was a worker and a half. Uh, and I agree. I guess we're getting to that age where, you know, wrestling's hard on your body. Not to mention, I mean, I'd never heard of him being like a doing bad shit. Apparently, Partier. great dude. Yeah, apparently, great dude. Fucking would help anybody. Great guy. There's a lot of people that we like that weren't that way, and they lived a hard lifestyle. And you know, everybody's mortal, man. And I'm waiting for that Sabu call. I'm gonna be real sad. Oh, that motherfucker's no. lived Sabu. hard and fast. So, dude, Sabu looks like he's fucking like 70 years old, but he definitely isn't. He's, but he was one of those guys that he refused to give in to the mainstream, quote unquote. He didn't want to change his style and all that, and. He never got that fucking, you know, huge contract or anything. And unfortunately, he's still got to work. Yeah, fucking dude, rough. And it's so sad. It's so tough. It's, it's, oh, man. You hate to see it. It's like watching that, that, uh, that match with New Jack and that real old guy who had no business. Gypsy fucking, Joe. Yeah, dude. And it's just, it, it's, it's fucking sad. So. Dude, you want to hear something funny about that? That match took place like in the 2000s or whatever. I have FMW tapes or like IWA tapes. It's like Gypsy Joe retirement night, and it's from like the early 90s. Oh my god, the 90s? Yeah, dude. dude. 
Also, that's another thing people forget about. Go watch Sabu and FMW. Seeing like Sabu and the Sheik and stuff together. Like, oh, how wild. Dude, awesome shit, I man. We'll, we'll, I would love to get into that stuff. There's you know, we so have, uh, I don't know if you ever mentioned or not, but we're going to be putting up on our Patreon. We recorded a really, really fun watch along. Was it a watch along or we just, I think we just dissected nah, we it. Just, we, yeah, we just dissected it. We dissected uh, Starcade 97. And it, no, it was not. It was Halloween Havoc 97. Sorry that we uh, we got into. And it was a really, really fun uh, experiment. Just me and you going back and forth about the pay-per-view. We'll probably put that up on our Patreon here soon. And if you guys dig that and you you get in there and you like it, let us know. Because I, I would love to record some more bonus content like that. Yeah, I mean, if you're into horror movies and stuff, I have wrestling tapes that are pretty much actually probably worse because it's real <laughs> and wrestling real. characters that are dressed up like horror movie characters yeah so, i mean we, oh we, yeah you get the crossover going we could we could talk about some fucking bloody fucking disgusting shit so uh you know grizz anything else is that it we could probably see here right. talk for another fucking hour about bullshit yeah so we should probably yeah, wrap it bullshit. up <laughs> all right yeah yeah so uh like we said Go listen to our past episodes of the other Cannibal films that we've watched. Go watch Cannibal Ferox. Go listen to our friend's podcast. Go watch a Bobby Eaton match. And join us next week as we head to the farm. The Splatter Farm. (laughs) 